Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Let It Shine. Yes, this is another musical. This one is June 15, 2012. I'd never seen this before, but I was delighted by it. Yeah, I had never seen it before either. And I'm kind of surprised that this was on Disney Channel in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was very enjoyable. If this is going to be a different podcast a different episode than the last one. The last <laughs> few. <laughs> um, this movie stars Tyler James Williams, who is Everybody Hates Chris. He's been yeah. in some other things, but he's Everybody Hates Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's Coco Jones, who mostly focuses on music, but she was also seen in Good Luck Charlie and So Random. She looks super familiar to me, but I, like, didn't see anything that I had seen her in. She was in a bunch of commercials. There's a thing called, like, Radio Disney's Next Big Thing that I remember. I'm pretty sure she was a part of. I don't know. She just looked really familiar. Um, Trevor Jackson, who is in Grownish, yeah, and plays, plays Aaron, Aaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. I do, do, don't watch Grownish. <laughs> he dates Zoe on and off. Zoe's oh. the main character. Okay. Yara Shahidi. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon Michael Smith, who we met in Starstruck. Um, Dawn Lewis, who we met in The Poof Point. She was mom. Um, we have Alex Desert. I think that's how you pre- There's an accent over the E. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he was actually in Boy Meets World. He was... Okay, so do you, rem- do you remember the season where they, like, start like, junior high or high school, and Mr. Turner is introduced, and then, like, the only other black character in the whole series is, yeah, like, Angela, I, the teacher? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the broadcast teacher, Mr. Williams, mm-hmm. um, who j- was just there as just kind of, like, Mr. Turner's friend. Sometimes he did stuff. I remember Corey did, like, a broadcast project. <laughs> to be another black character on the show. Well, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and then once he left, they brought in Angela. <laughs> yeah. Um... Nicole Sullivan, who we met in Kim Possible So the Drama, she's the voice of Shigo. And is not Rachel Bay Jones from Dear Evan Hansen still. She's even also, though she looks just like her. She's also not um Good Luck Charlie's mom. She did not go up in Tennessee and tell give the judge Bible and tell him that children need to breathe oxygen and don't require masks. Yeah. Yikes. We didn't talk about that last time. I knew, like, there was something, but it wasn't recent. Like, this happened after that episode. Yeah. I remember, that- like, very long ago, someone was, like, the mom from Good Luck Charlie's a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I always see TikToks about, like, DCOMs or, like, people from DCOMs, but I always see it, like, months before we get to them. Yeah. And then I can't remember it by the time we get to it. Yeah. Um, then we have Courtney B. Vance. Uh, Courtney B. Vance played Johnny Cochran in the American Crime Story of O.J. Simpson. Um, Johnny Cochran was the lawyer who said, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. And he won an Emmy for this role. Um, some other notable roles. Uh, The Hunt for Red October, which my dad turns on every time it's on TV. Um, Joyful Noise, which I know I've talked about this movie a lot. We're gonna watch it one of these days. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> uh, Final Destination 5, and he was a series regular on Law and Order Criminal Intent. Um, Algie, 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 Algie Smith, um, he was in Euphoria. Yeah? Don't remember him. <laughs> he was also in The Hate You Give. He played Khalil. I do remember that. Um, and then, oh, and then we have two special guests. We'll get to them whenever we see them. <laughs> oh my god, so exciting. I mean, right off the bat, basically. <laughs> yeah, because this movie begins 
with the, with the performance from the church choir. And in the church choir is Chloe and Hallie. Yeah, I said Chloe x Hallie? Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. And this is, like, before they were, like, a, they look, like, they look really young. I mean, like, they are young. But this is, I think this is before they were, they were like, officially Chloe and Hallie. Well, that, because they're on Grownish too, and that makes me wonder, like, oh my god, whenever they started doing Grownish, were they like, hey, remember when we were <laughs> in Let It Shine together? Did they share any scenes together? I don't think so. Yeah, but they were on set together, probably. Maybe. <laughs> the icons. The icons. Chloe. If you don't know Chloe and Hallie, look them up. They're ama- They're beautiful, amazing, talented, gifted, extraordinary, never been done before. Yeah. <laughs> Hallie is going to be Ariel. Yeah, and the Little Mermaid thing. Yeah, the live I would action. not be interested. <laughs> I really don't care about, like, live action remakes. I would, but Hallie, but I don't know what the last name is. Hallie's going to be in it, and so now I'm interested because she's really good. Bailey. Bailey, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we get off a, a church choir performance of Joyful Noise. The the crowd, the beat is thumping, the well, crowd so, well, is bumping. First, first they're just doing, like, the traditional, like, rendition, and then we see Cyrus. He starts playing the piano, even though it's definitely, like, the bass or guitar that's yeah. really bumping, <laughs> but we see him, like, acting like it's the piano. Um, and so that's whenever it gets really fun and upbeat. But we can see that the pastor is thrown off by the this. The pastor is appalled. Well, and then the robes come off, and they're they're, they're, they're dancing. They're like their their music teacher wanted you to be in your regular clothes. That's what Sister Act Two. <laughs> yeah. And then there's rapping that comes in. It's great. It's a great time. I wish I was there. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember how most of the songs from this movie go. I remember that they were good. Yeah. But I've only seen this movie once, so I can't tell Same. you. Same. <laughs> I have no idea. I rank ranked them, but, like, I had to look up each one. I had to pull up Shazam every time, because even the, like, soundtrack is not in order yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. I'd like to say it's very annoying, because Cyrus's name, or in this movie, his name is Cyrus, and then his friend's name is Chris. Chris with a K. Chris with a K, but his, I want to call him Chris, because he's Chris. He's Chris! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, this this movie, I'm gonna, I was gonna get to it at the end, it's based off of a play from 1897 called Cyrano... De Bergerac. <laughs> Shakespeare? Didn't Shakespeare It's not Shakespeare. Have... Mm. I thought um, he had a Cyrano in something. I'm sure he does. Uh, it's from 1897, but it's like a story that's been done a million times. I've got some like other adaptations listed at the end. Nice. Yeah, but they go off on the song. The crowd loves crowd it. crowd is like, loving it. Everyone, everyone is singing along. Jesus They're is having in the house. So fun. The Holy Spirit has come down. Yeah, uh, but that's but it. Then, we cut yeah, to but home then we go later. Back home. And it turns out the pastor is also Cyrus's dad. Yeah, he's and very embarrassed. He says that rap is inappropriate. It's the devil's music, and it does not belong in a church. And he tells them, this is the last time we're having this discussion. So obviously... Cyrus likes rap, and his dad has yeah. told him many times dad that it's inappropriate. Dad appointed Cyrus, the 16-year-old kid, to be the choir director. Yeah. And Cyrus is like, oh, we're going to bring in all these fun influences. We're going to rap. We're going to hip-hop. And dad was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, Chris, Cyrus, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cyrus is on the phone with Chris in his room. He's, like, making beats on his little piano. And then he sneaks out to go to the rap club where he works at on a Vespa that he owns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dad (laughs) is mad at him for rapping. He can sneak out of his father pastor's house. Yeah. I feel like the window would be locked. (laughs) I feel like this would not be logical. But, yeah, he gets to this rap club, which we learn is, like, specifically for the youth during the summer. Yeah, it's for the youth to, like, make music and have fun. And it's literally called, like, Off the Streets to keep kids 
off the streets and have them have, like, a creative outlet. Yeah. Like, they don't go into it much, but they, like, kind of touch on it. Yeah. And it's, like, a good, like, community staple. Yeah. So, whenever uh, Cyrus gets there, he sees Chris is flirting with these girls, and Cyrus is like, you know, I want a girl with substance. Someone who I can take to the Atlanta Jazz Museum. <laughs> and Chris is just like, I like girls. <laughs> um, I like eggs. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so, Cyrus gives Chris his new beats, and uh, Cyrus starts cleaning tables because he works at this Yeah, club. I was like, wait, he works here? Yeah. Um, he has to sneak out to his job? Okay, he... How much money is he making? I guess he's probably not getting paid a lot from the church of anything, but... Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine these kids tip well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we we see this rap battle between Da Boss and Lord of Dublin, and we get this song called Tonight's the Night, so we get, like, a little chorus from, like, all the dancers, and they're like, tonight's the night, it's gonna happen. They don't say that. <laughs> but then, like, in the verses, it's, like, the rap battle. It's yeah. Really- I, like, didn't include, I included this song, but I didn't include, like, all the other rap battles. I just included anything that was on the, um, Yeah, anything in the title. (laughs) Um, so, but then, like, in the song, we get, like, a dance break from Chris, and For some reason. Yeah, because he's a dancer, and then Cyrus is, like, busting tables, but he's also, like, rapping along to the music about how he wants to, about how he wants to be on stage. Um, Bling ends up winning the battle, and that's when we hear Levi, the owner of the club, says... Um, we give kids beats to keep them off the streets. Yeah. Bling um, also says that he's going to take home the Rap Grand Slam crown this year. And that's when, like, Bling and Cyrus, like, eye each other from the stage. Like, there's, there's some bad blood there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, later on, someone bumps into Cyrus, causing him to spill on Bling, who's like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that! Um, yeah, Bling is being a bitch about it, and Cyrus is like, you were not even that good rapping. And so, Bling is like, oh, trying to roast him. But again, Cyrus is like, you're not good. Like, what you're saying is not funny. So Bling goes to the stage and challenges Cyrus, calls him Urkel, and then gets everyone to start, like, chanting Urkel. And then Cyrus just leaves. Yeah, he backs down. He doesn't want to go up and challenge him. So, Chris leaves and walks home with Cyrus, and he's like, why didn't you get on stage? Like, the raps you write are so good. And Cyrus is like, I'm afraid to, like, have to do it on stage. Like, I take time to to craft my raps, and he's just worried. It's basically, like, he has stage fright, but he's also, like, nervous to be, like, kind of vulnerable because these are his words. And his lyrics, as we learn, like, throughout the movie, they are, like, deep, and they do come from somewhere. It's not just, like getting bitches and money yeah (laughs) so this next scene i'm really confused about so cyrus and chris go home i'm assuming to cyrus's house i don't know what time it is i don't know what time they snuck out they walk through the front door like yeah cyrus doesn't sneak back in yeah and then they just turn on the tv yeah like as if dad could wake up at any minute yeah my parents would have definitely heard if someone, like, walked through the front door at, like, 3 a.m. My mom never sleeps. That's why I don't understand. <laughs> like, what time is it? And why did he not sneak back in? But it's fine. No know. one else Anyway, cares. they turn on Ebb and Flow, the Urban Music Showcase show, and Roxy is there. And both Cyrus and Chris are like, oh, like, that's our girl. Like, we, went to, we used to go to school with her. She was so cool. And she announces this songwriting contest hosted by her label. And the winner 
will get to, like, do a music video and uh, sing with her. Yeah. And both Cyrus and Chris are like, all right, we're going to enter. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be so fun. Good luck, man. Yeah, not together. They're separately yeah. entering. Um, yeah, so we get a montage of Cyrus creating the song Don't Run Away under the name Truth. Yeah, he's, like, working out really hard on it. He's doing all this stuff. He runs late on Sunday because he's been spending so long, like, working on the song and submitting it. So as he's, like, running to church, which is just across the street from his house, Yeah, luckily, he live right next door. Also, why did his parents not wake him up? But whatever. Yeah, wake him up for church. Yeah. <laughs> They're so, going to church. Exactly. So he walks in as dad is, like, starting to give a sermon. And well, everyone... wait, before that, we see, um, because they had to send in a photo of themselves. Oh, yeah. They had to send in a photo of themselves with their, like, song and their application. So Cyrus just sends in a photo of him and Chris and doesn't, like, cut it or anything, just, like, the two of them together. Yeah. So that's when, after that, Cyrus runs in late for church. The door and... slams and everyone is, like, staring at him. And then dad just goes off on the youth of today. This generation. <laughs> During their rap. <laughs> Short skirts, sagging pants. I'm tired of rap clubs. This is not appropriate. And then he calls out off the street, and he's like, "This is actually a bad place, and you should never let your kids go there." I would never do that. He's he like, says, "I would never let my child support rap, and we must end the powerful grip that hip hop has on our children." Yeah, and then adds some good old fashioned slut shaming for fun. Yeah, and then <laughs> says, everyone in the choir, like all the young kids in the choir, are, like visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he's he starts chanting, "Turn off the stereo and turn on G." O.D. Uh, just again and again. He just keeps saying that, which sounds like a rap, sir. I thought you were very much against rap, sir. Everything Whatever. is rap. That was rap right there, sir. Sir. <laughs> if you speak in cadence, if you have, it's yeah, poetry. Yeah, speaking, like, verse. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we see Roxy listening to Cyrus's demo, and she recognizes the picture of Chris and Cyrus. She's like, oh, like, I went to school with these guys. Um, her manager, Lila, is trying to hide this magazine cover from her that says that Roxy can't sing because in her songs she uses, they call it vocoder, but I'm assuming it's just auto-tune. Yeah, I Maybe just refer to it as auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just copyrighted. Yeah. Um... And Lila says that, like, don't worry about it. We've worked really hard to get you here like, on your like, image. I know this is what's in right now. Like, you're a big star. Um, and Roxy, as, as like, this is happening, she's like, okay, like, whatever. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to pick this song because uh, I really like it. But she's looking at Chris, assuming that he is Truth, the writer of the song, because that's what Cyrus That's the name yeah. they entered. He's like, this song is by Truth. Yeah, and Lila also assumes it's Chris from the picture. So uh, that night, this whole camera crew and reporters show up at the club, and, and they're, they're like, hey, truth. where's Truth? He won the contest. And so that's whenever someone from the station sees Chris, who everyone assumes it is because of the picture, and they're like, hey, you won the, the contest, like all this stuff. And he's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. He runs away from the camera and goes over to Cyrus, and he's like, hey, dude, I won. Isn't that cool? And Cyrus looks a little disappointed, but gets over it so quickly to be happy for his friend. He's like, yeah, yeah he's like, a really nice guy. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Roxy enters to greet Chris and Cyrus, and she goes, Chris, you look great. Cyrus, you look the same. They they they, they try to make like make it seem like Cyrus is so ugly. <laughs> well, and, and like nerdy, but he's not. He's really not. No. <laughs> <laughs> like he's everybody hates Chris. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they, Chris, they, like, make him wear, like, leather jackets and, like, 
funky hats. So I guess well, that's, whatever was in at that's the time. fashionable in 2012. Yeah, well, I also want to note. I also want to point out that every time we see Roxy, she is in like what is very typical of pop stars. It, she looks like Hannah Montana time. from the later seasons of Hannah Montana. Yeah, like just obnoxious, bright clothing, stupid. It's hats. like bubble hymns every time. Yeah. <laughs> ruffles everywhere the brightest colors you can imagine it's terrible <laughs> yeah well and and we this is part of the carefully this, crafted yeah, image that lila talked about um so roxy says she immediately she's like chris i feel like you made that song about me <laughs> yeah okay. and then chris is just like yeah i definitely did and cyrus the whole time is looking and he's like but i did oh well he doesn't know yet <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kidding. even know yet and then the crowd starts cheering for roxy to perform so roxy goes up to perform what i said which is one of her songs um afterwards roxy asks for a round of applause for truth like that's the winner of the contest and that's when cyrus and chris realize that they got them mixed up like oh like i sent in the picture and they must have assumed it was you so chris is like okay like i'll go straighten it out um, so then Bling starts calling out, uh, Truth, Truth. and Roxy, and, uh, he's just kind of, like, bad-mouthing them, like, you guys think you're so cool, I'm the best, I have so much money, um, but then Lila pulls her off stage, like, girl, like, don't even get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is like, okay, I'm gonna go tell Roxy the truth, and Cyrus, uh, Levi approaches Cyrus, and Cyrus is like, oh, hey, like, Levi, like, guess what happened, like, they did this, and it was actually me the whole time. But that's when Cyrus walks out to see Chris. Well, Levi's like, are you going to straighten it out? And he's like, oh, Chris said that he's going to tell Roxy the truth or whatever. And Levi's like, I would check on that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so Cyrus walks outside to see Chris posing for pictures with Roxy. Um, And then she kisses him on the cheek. So Chris approaches Cyrus and he's like, listen, uh, Roxy likes the music that she thinks I created. And I'm kind of feeling her and I want to see where this goes. And Cyrus just backs off. He's just like, okay, well, like, if you said you like her and you're feeling it, then, yeah, I'll keep it up. I'll pretend to be your DJ. Well, yeah, and the whole time it's very obvious that Cyrus has this crush on Roxy, too. Yeah. Like, even from the first time they saw her on the TV and they're like, oh, we went to yeah, school with her. he made the song about Roxy, which yeah. is like, like, uh, like, I love you, like, don't run away from the truth, Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so Cyrus agrees to, like, keep up this facade, and that's whenever Roxy comes over and she's like, hey, Chris, you're gonna need to, like, re-record the song at the studio tomorrow, so, like, I'll see you there, and that's when Chris is like, oh, well, Cyrus is my DJ, so he has to be there, and she's like, okay, see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, but on Cyrus's face, we can tell that he's not the happiest. Yeah. <laughs> As no one would be. Yeah. Um, so Cyrus and Chris arrive at the record... The, the record company. Uh, they apparently haven't talked about what they're going to do until yeah. they arrive at the As studio. As they're walking in, they're like, how are we going to record the song without uh, Lila, Roxy's manager, or Roxy knowing that it was Cyrus on the track? Um, but it doesn't matter because everyone's late, including the recording engineer and, and Roxy, and Chris tells Lila, he's like, oh, well, that's fine. Well, we can record alone because Cyrus is my engineer. Yeah, Lila isn't convinced until Chris goes in and is like, look what these switches do. I can tell you. And she's like, okay, fine. Yeah, so then we cut to Cyrus is singing into one mic while Chris is lip-singing into another. And that's when Roxy enters, so Cyrus drops to the floor because he can't be in the studio. Well, they're both in the same booth, so who hit record? I'm confused. I I don't know. Um, So Roxy asks Chris to freestyle, and he sucks. He's just like, going to the pony, all my honeys at the show. It's bad. (laughs) He's just talking about how he's, like, hot and cool, and Roxy's like, okay, that's funny, but, like, what about, like, what you actually rap about? Yeah, so Cyrus, like, secretly, like, pulls a mic down, because Chris still has his headphones on, 
and he like freestyles into Chris into Chris's headphones for Chris to repeat, and it's all like basically about his feelings for Roxy. Yeah. Um. So. Roxy, so Roxy yeah. is very impressed by this immediately, and she's like, "Oh wow, like that's awesome!" And that's whenever she uh, gets a call and she leaves the studio for a second. Yeah. Um. Chris goes back into the studio where Cyrus is. Um, and then Roxy comes back in, and Chris, for some reason, decides to squat down this time. And luckily, there's no lights on in the studio, so you can only <laughs> see the outline of Cyrus, and she doesn't realize that it's not Chris. Yeah, so, um, Cyrus, like, plays his track and starts rapping this new song that he wrote about Roxy called You Belong to Me, which I don't really agree with that message. Yeah. Um... And then Roxy, and then, like, they, like, are able to switch as Roxy enters the booth, so Cyrus sneaks out. And she never looks down and sees a six-foot man <laughs> squatting on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> this scene was a little, little messy. Yeah. Um, but Roxy's very impressed by the song, and she's like, oh my god, that was amazing. The lyrics are so real. Yeah, somehow Cyrus is able to, like, sneak out of the booth and go to the other side, and he's like, hey, Roxy, I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Cyrus is late for co- for choir practice. Wait, they also have a conversation where um, Cy- Cyrus is like, oh yeah, like, the Beatles, I'm inspired by them or something. And then Roxy's like, oh, I love the Beatles. And Chris is like, me too. And she's like, name your favorite album by, hi- by them. And he's like, the greatest hits. And then she's just like, oh, you're so funny. Honestly, I would have said the same thing. Same. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, the I Yellow Submarine. Is that an album? I think so. Sergeant Pepper. That's an album. I'm... I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's on it, though. I'm sorry. If we're <laughs> yeah, we're not Beatles stands. Sorry. I I like their hits. Yeah, I know the hits, but that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, no shame, Chris. No shame. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Cyrus is late for choir practice, and whenever he arrives, Hallie asks Cyrus, her name's not Hallie in the movie, she's just like choir girl number one. Yeah. Um, she asks Cyrus, she's like, hey, like, can we spice up this song like we did the last one? And Dad appears out of nowhere, so Cyrus is like, um, no, we can't, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, later on, Roxy finds Cyrus working in the booth on the soundboard. I guess this is the next day. Yeah, he tells Roxy that he made a duet for him and Chris, for her and Chris, and Cyrus mentions, oh wait, this is when they talk about the Beatles, whatever. (laughs) Chris comes in, and then Roxy's just like, oh my god, Chris, you wanted to do a duet together? That's so sweet. Yeah, because Cyrus, or Chris was like, oh yeah, that was my idea. Yeah. Even though it wasn't. Um, In the lobby, Lila says that she got Roxy to headline the Rap Grand Slam competition. That is, and it's also time to update uh, Chris's look. Truth's yeah. look. Um, Roxy is surprised, and Chris is like, yeah, well, they usually go for real singers. <laughs> yeah, and then Roxy's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I just mean, like, old school. Like, yeah. Yeah, but then Roxy's also like, well, that audience is really tough, and, like, I don't know how they're gonna react to me and the music that I make. Yeah. Um, so Cyrus shows up at the club during the day when it's empty. Um, he missed work last night, and Levi is mad. Um, Levi can tell that he's got a bad crush on Roxy, and Cyrus, like, explains their whole situation, and Levi's just like, that's dumb. Just tell her the truth. Yeah, and Cyrus is like, when I'm scared, I'll get rejected, and Levi calls him out, he's like, well, you can't tell the girl you like that you like her, you can't tell your dad that you work here and you like rap, and you won't stand up to bling every time he, like, calls you out, even though you can definitely beat him in a rap battle. Yeah, so um, he's like, do something to get what you want, or else, like, you're not gonna get what you want. Yeah, but Cyrus is just, like, adamant. He's like, no one would ever choose me over Chris. Yeah, so we get this, like, short montage of him, like, starting to clean and stuff, but then, as he's, like, cleaning and he's alone in the club, he starts performing the song Guardian Angel, um, and Roxy is on this song, too. 
I think we just get this, like, during the montage. Yeah, well, he's, like, rapping, and Roxy arrives, like, right outside the club because she was going to meet Chris for a date, but he's not there, and she hears music playing from inside the club at, like, 12 p.m., which I'm assuming it's not open at that time. Yeah. So she walks in, and she sees Cyrus performing, and she's like, hey, you sound like Chris, and Cyrus is like, nah, I was just lip-syncing to Chris's old track, and she's like, okay, well, she's like, how are you that good? And he's like, I'm really good at karaoke. And I was, you sing when you do karaoke. You don't lip sync during karaoke. Then nothing's there. There's no words. <laughs> I don't understand. But yeah, she's just like, okay, fine. And then she's like, Chris ditched me. So so Cyrus is like, okay, well, I'll take you out. He's like, you want to hang out? Yeah. Yeah, so they're like walking on the sidewalk and Cyrus is like, um, you know, you use autotune, but like, I remember like you would sing in the church choir, like you can really sing. Um, and Roxy said, she's like, oh, well, I have songs that, like, don't require auto-tune, but my manager says that it's just, like, the in thing right now, and I need to follow, um, that so I can be a star. Um, and she, but then she's also like, well, you know, like, my voice isn't really anything special anyway, but then Cyrus is like, no! You had the voice when you were eight years old in church! I, I remember. remember! Yeah. Um, so we cut to Roxy and Cyrus at a restaurant, and Cyrus is just like, I like all kinds of music. And then we get a classic romanticized description of music from Well, he, he's like, I like all kinds of music. He's like, country, mm, pop, opera. And she's like, opera? And then they talk about opera singers for a hot minute, and they're yeah, just they like, talk about we Pavarotti love good singers. And Andrea Bocelli, my mom's a big fan. Mm. <laughs> but they're just like, we love good singers, so. Yeah, and then Chris is like, oh, like, the music, and then it all comes together. Well, yeah, and Roxy's like, I feel like we have more in common than I do with Chris, <laughs> but then just, like, leaves it at that. Yeah, so then they're walking through the park, and they stumble across a they, rap battle. They, first of all, they casually mention, like, oh, yeah, yes! Roxy, when your mom died, that was really sad, and then they stumble across a rap battle. Yeah, she, That's she, all we hear. We never hear anything like, more. Yeah, I've been back here since my mom died, and Chris was, or Cyrus is like, yeah, your mom's really cool. We were all sad. Yeah. Oh, look, a rap battle. <laughs> Literally, that's the scene. <laughs> Yeah, so they see, like, this rap battle, um, Revelation, uh, battles, and then Blink goes up to challenge, uh, Revelation, because Blink is like, well, no one's better than me. Yeah. Um, but then he notices Cyrus and Roxy, so then he starts, like, bad-mouthing them, basically. Yeah, I don't understand what his deal is, like, why know. he has I think to it's harass him. just a dick to be a dick. Yeah. And so um, they end yeah, up again, leaving. again, Cyrus backs down from Blink's challenge, um, and Cyrus... Uh, this is when he mentions to Roxy that he's the choir director at church, and Roxy's like, oh, like, maybe I'll stop by tomorrow. Yeah. So the next morning, which I'm assuming is Sunday, Roxy arrives at church, uh, and greets Cyrus and his mom. Everyone is really excited to see her, because like we said, she was, yeah, went there when she was a kid. she's an old kid from the neighborhood. Yeah. Where, like, I'm assuming, she's like a hometown hero. She, I mean, she's wearing, like, she's not wearing anything inappropriate, but she's wearing it's something like very... she, she looks like she's performing for, like, a concert. It's not, like, church appropriate, as one might say. <laughs> yeah, but she gets up there, and, Chris, and Cyrus is like, oh, sing your old song. So she gets that up there, and she sings her she sings song. Good to be home. Good to be home. Um, I, I was very impressed by it. I everyone, got goosebumps. <laughs> everyone loves the song. Obviously, loves she's it. a great singer. Back. Yeah, she's a yeah. really good singer. Like I was, I was actually surprised at how good Coco Jones is yeah. of a singer. Well, and she's having a good time. Like, like we said, everyone is so happy to like see her back there. Like it's like yeah. a homecoming type. Everyone's thing. having a good time. It's a good song. Yeah. So the song ends, and Dad gives his so sermon. Dad goes up. I <laughs> heard. I heard Elizabeth scoffing. No, I scoffed after this. Scene. Oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, so Dad goes up and he's just like, 
I see people in here. Like, you may come to church on Sunday, but I know you don't pray at home. I know you're living a life of hypocrisy. He literally is like, you're a whore. Yeah! Stay out of my church. He's like, I see you in those music videos. You're scandalous. He calls them video vixens. Yeah. Also, like, the way that adult men talk about teenage women, underaged women. Yeah. Disgusting. Shut your mouth. Yeah, so naturally- Why are you looking? Roxy is sitting there starting to cry. She's like, I just wanted to come to church and, like, see, like, all my old friends. Yeah, and she's And, sitting, like, this, this neighborhood that sort of, like, seems like a family. Yeah, she's sitting by uh, Cyrus's mom, who's, like, the entire time, like, staring at her husband, like, what yeah, the like, fuck what are, are you doing? doing? Like, this poor girl just came here to worship- yeah, and you so are kicking her out. She walks out crying and everyone's staring at her because... Yeah, he... My favorite quote from this sermon. God knows who does their living in hypocrisy. Or should I say, hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bad. So, this is when I scoffed because at home, mom makes dad sleep on the couch. Well, he gets, he gets home and he's like, oh, that was a good sermon, wasn't it? Yeah. And mom's like, uh-uh, look at your blankets on the couch. Absolutely not. Yeah. That's what I was scoffing at. I was like, mom, <laughs> you savage. Good for her. I, as she should. She's the unsung hero of this movie. As, as she as should. As all moms in <laughs> Disney Channel movies are. Yeah. And so, uh. Yeah. Dad, like, still thinks he's right. Yeah. Uh, and so the next morning, Cyrus is leaving early. Um, Mom reads in the newspaper that Roxy's new rapper, like, her new, like, up-and-coming rapper, Truth, is filming a music video today. And she's like, so that'd be a perfect time for you go for you to go down and apologize to her. Yeah, Dad still doesn't want to do it. Still doesn't believe that he's in the wrong for calling this single girl out this at church girl. in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, fine, I guess if I, so I don't have to sleep on the couch again. Yeah. Yeah, so Cyrus is already at the music video shoot for Truth. Yeah, he goes to, like, apologize to Roxy about his dad, and she's like, you know what, like, I get it, I get criticized all the time. Like, poor girl! Yeah. <laughs> um, Roxy tells Chris that she has two tickets to this, like, Middle Eastern art exhibit tonight, but it's one night only. And Chris is just like, uh, you know I would go, but there's an America's Funniest Home Videos marathon on tonight, and I want to go to that instead. And he's like, I'm hanging with the dudes. Yeah, so Cyrus is, like, visibly annoyed. Like, one, that he would stand up Roxy, and two, that he's just, like, being an idiot. And, and also, three, Cyrus would probably love to go to that yeah, art exhibit yeah. with Roxy. Um, so Lila tells, tells, uh, Chris that, or tells everyone that she got Chris to perform with Roxy at the Grand Slam, so they're gonna, like, co-headline. Um, but the Grand Slam has a no-lip-sync policy, so he has to rap live. Yeah. Um, Cyrus pulls Chris aside, and Chris is just like, think of a solution. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's literally like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, figure it out, peasant. Yeah. Um, Chris says, and then Chris is like, well, I'm only interested in Roxy to, like, go on tour, because then there's gonna be a lot more girls around. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be tied down. And so Cyrus is even more pissed, because the whole reason he, like, made this sacrifice was because Chris told him that he liked Roxy. Yeah, and Cyrus, and he, like, basically called dibs first. So Cyrus is like, okay, I'll back off. Yeah. So, we cut to Chris, like, lip-syncing for the music video to record Don't Run Away. He's very, like, the camera loves him. He's, like, very charismatic. Cause well, okay. He's, like, a dancer. Yeah, so he's dancing. He has, like, backup dancers, which doesn't match the song at all. No. Which I think is, like, going to prove, like, he doesn't know what he's doing as yeah. this, like, at rapper he's supposed to be. Yeah, so Cyrus goes over to Roxy and he's like, so are things good between you and Chris? And she's like, no. 
Roxy says she doesn't know if she's good enough for Chris. Ugh. And Cyrus is literally... Roxy, who hurt you? Cyrus is literally like, you're joking, right? He's literally like, I'm about to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's whenever dad shows up on set and he goes to apologize to Roxy. He doesn't even give a very good apolog- apology. He's just like, I'm sorry for what I said. It probably hurt your feelings. I'm sorry you got offended. Literally. <laughs> and then... And then it doesn't matter because he turns to Cyrus and he's like, what are you doing here? Boy, rap music. Well, and this is also at the same time where Levi comes over. He's like, hey, Chris, like, you get, like, not even, like, Cyrus. noticing... Yeah, not even noticing that dad is there. He's like, Cyrus, like, you gotta get to work. And dad's like, oh, you work here? Yeah. Um, so... Dad, dad is pissed. He says he's an embarrassment. And he's like, we're going home now. But Cyrus is like, no, I need to stay and, like, finish my job. Which, again, like... I know that he would be mad, like, that his son lied to him, but I feel like a pastor would be like, okay, like, this is your job. Yeah, like, the after thing, your shift, the thing after that your shift, you have to quit. Sneaking out to go do was work his job. <laughs> I mean, it's at a rap club, but from the seventh heaven, all of the seventh heaven seasons that I watched, even if they did something that the dad didn't like, he would have told them to, like, do the right thing, stick it out, and then they would have been punished. So, but. Uh, Cyrus says... I'm I'm trying to, like, equate it. Like, I can't imagine, like, I'd be happy about my teenager working at a strip club. This is not a strip club. (laughs) It's not a strip club, it's a rap club for children to keep them off the streets. Yeah. Um, Cyrus says no, he's not going. He's like, I made a commitment, like, this is my job and I can't, like, leave Levi by himself. Yeah. Um, So dad's like, well, we'll deal with it later, and then he leaves. So dad arrives back home, and he's like, do you know what your son has been doing? And mom's like, yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, and then dad's really mad. Um, so later on, Cyrus comes home after his shift, and dad tells Cyrus that he's not allowed in the club, and he will only work as the uh, choir director of the He church. also basically says, I'm disappointed in you, and so is God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and mom yells at dad, because Cyrus is like, no, dad, like, if you just, like, see, like, I've been working on these rhymes and, like, these, this, like, these lyrics and I want to show them to you but he's just like no like it's rap I, I don't want to hear it yeah so after after Cyrus goes upstairs mom is like you are not like your son wants to share this part of him this part of himself with you which one is like a feat for teenagers and themselves yeah and she's she let I have I wrote the quote down she's like your son wants to share a part of him with you is it so important what genre of music is what genre of music it's in and I think that line's really good as to pointing out how ridiculous he is yeah <laughs> Uh, dad just keeps shutting Cyrus out the whole time. Yeah, so then we get this montage of, like, Chris, like, rising to fame and fortune. The song is climbing the charts. Yeah, Cyrus sees Bling dropping off this old woman in a taxi at church. And then I he, did like, not gets... understand what this was yeah, until I, it was explained. Well, I wrote it down. I said Bling drops his grandma off at church and Cyrus yeah. sees. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, during this montage, Cyrus, like, falls asleep. And Dad picks up Cyrus's songbook and ends up, like, reading the whole thing. Yeah. So, later on, Cyrus is, like, working on his songbook, like, writing lyrics, and then, like, Dad knocks on his door. So Cyrus, like, quickly, like, puts the songbook away and picks up a Bible, and Dad <laughs> walks in and he says, Oh, hey, Dad. Just reading the Old Testament. It's dope. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to his, to which his pastor father says, no one has ever called the Old Testament dope. <laughs> it's, it's, like, if you had to choose between the New World, New Testament's better. <laughs> The Old Testament is not dope. No. There's two entire books that are just a person begging God to kill them. Really? Because they're so miserable. Tobit? Tobit? Oh. What's the other one? It's one and two. Oh. 
I did not know. I did not know that much about the Old I Testament. I only know that because we had to, in grade school, we had to pick our favorite Bible verse and, like, put it down. And I picked something from Titus, but for some reason I had been, like, looking at my Bible tabs and I wrote Tobit instead or Tobit. I don't know how it's pronounced. And so the quote that whenever you went to go look at it, it's like, God, please kill me. Like, that was the quote you wrote? Yes! Because I put the wrong thing. Oh, <laughs> These are printed out and laminated. Everyone from my sixth grade class has a thing where it says Kelly's favorite Bible quote is like, kill me, God, I'm begging you. So, um, great. When I was in grade school, when you were in the sixth grade, you, there was like, what, it was during Catholic school's week, the sixth graders had to, we were assigned a person from the Bible. I'm pretty sure it's all Old Testament. I don't think anyone, no, 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 because I remember Judas was in there. Um, but I was, I got assigned this guy from the Old Testament, his name was Lot, right? So I'm doing research on the story of Lot. Lot is the guy who, so God was like, your town is full of sin and I'm going to destroy everything and everyone in it, except for you and your family. You and your family are going to run away, I'm going to give you a warning. However, if you look back at the town while I'm destroying it, you're going to turn into a pillar of salt, Right? So Lot and his two daughters and his wife are running away, but wife turns around, turns into a pillar of salt. Damn. So then I continue reading, like, what happens in the story. Um, Lot and his two daughters, like, go to the mountains. His daughters think that they are the only ones left on earth, and it is up to them to repopulate. We read that story in class, in religion class. In high school? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, because they both lay with their father. Yeah, they both got him drunk and laid with their father. And no one in the Bible was like, hey, that's fucking disgusting. Also, the Bible's, like, full of orgies and shit. Yeah. But, you know, God forbid also, also, you marry the same sex. <laughs> the the version we had was, like, the New American Bible. I don't it was remember. Like it was, like, Well, no, I'm just saying there's, like, different versions. It wasn't, like, the King James whatever. This was, know. like, the New American blah, blah, blah. And it literally uses the word orgies. Like, we had to read stories <laughs> where they're saying the word orgy. Oh, I don't remember that. I guess I blocked it out. <laughs> what? People, the Old Testament is not dope. Listen, that is the point that we're making. Listen, when they tell you to go read the Bible, you could read some scary sketchy shit in the bible it's not appropriate <laughs> not for children no it's not i had a children's bible that did not have those stories in it but yeah, wait have we talked about this? Did you have those children's bible with those like really detailed paintings no i had a children's bible with cartoons oh uh, we had one with like really detailed paintings i remember there was like a very caucasian adam and eve and like, well they, yeah mine also had caucasian everyone they weren't wearing clothes so in order to cover eve's chest adam just like had his arm out like, protecting her from something. Oh, no. But then they had bushes covering their lower halves. Yeah, mine had the classic, like, bush bikini. Yeah. And then there's, like, there's, like, so the story of Isaac and Abraham, if you don't know, God told Abraham, he's, like, he's testing how faithful Abraham is to him, apparently, because that's who God was in the Old Testament. He's, like, if you love me and if you're faithful, you're gonna murder your fucking son. You're gonna use your son as a sacrifice your instead of a lamb. that you prayed for that your wife would have at age 70. Yeah, instead of a lamb. So, instead of a lamb. So, so Abraham <laughs> takes Isaac, take and Isaac. he's like, hey, we're gonna go make a sacrifice to God. And Isaac, <laughs> tries, Isaac tries to grab an animal, and Abraham's like, don't worry about it. And yeah. Isaac's like, he's like it's huh? fine, it's fine. <laughs> he's like, I thought we had to make a sacrifice. <laughs> so then they get up there, and Isaac's like, sitting on the altar. The image that they always have portrayed is like, Isaac is just like, kneeling, and then and Abraham, Abraham has, has the, the dagger. dagger. That's like the 
painting and the that angel is like takes the dagger. Like, Wait, the Abraham. <laughs> the angel takes the dagger and they're like, "Good job, you passed the test." <laughs> Almost murdering your son for Isaac God. Lives. And I, can you imagine really... walk home? <laughs> That's like the. Well, I'm pretty sure Isaac was like, "Good job, Dad." <laughs> Can you imagine the walk home? Isaac's like, oh my god, you were gonna murder me. No, he was like, way to go. I would have been pissed. But that's what I was, that's the point I was trying to make was that the like picture in our children's Bible was a detailed painting of Abraham like ready to stab <laughs> Isaac. Yeah. The Old Testament is not dope. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a story. It's a ride it's for something. sure. Yeah. I don't know. I agree with the pastor. I mean, this is, okay, this is also coming from Catholics. The whole, like, thing is, like, Catholics don't read the Bible. That's, like, the whole stereotype. So, like, we really didn't. I got to sixth grade, and our teacher was like, okay, open to this page. And all of us are like, pardon, how do we read the Bible? (laughs) Yeah, How do we do this? The verses and chapters? Yeah, the way it's written, if you you don't know, it's, it's like Psalm 3, colon 10. So that means Psalm chapter 3, verse 10. Which I know now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the first time our sixth grade teacher was like, do this. And I feel she, like that She was so disappointed. Too. She was like, you guys don't know how to read the Bible. And I remember, like, having a whole lesson. Like, it, we were, like, tested on it. Like, what does this mean? Oh, she was mad. <laughs> it was just, like, part of our curriculum. That was also the same teacher where one time they were reading a thing and it was something about, like, and then he was circumcised. So someone was like, what's circumcision? <laughs> and then she was like, it's whenever you cut the foreskin off of a penis. And so we're in sixth grade. Of course people are going to laugh. And she's like, sixth grade. I thought you were more mature than this. Oh my god, ma'am! Why would you think that sixth graders are more mature than that? Like, no, we weren't. I'm so sorry that this is our first time hearing about (laughs) circumcision in religion class. I remember we had like a little booklet that was like pornography is a sin. We were like (laughs) pornography. (laughs) When was that? (laughs) It was called like family life. It was part of our curriculum. What grade? Seventh grade. Hmm. I'm sure, like, half the boys in my class were already, like... Oh, no, they never talked about that, the art class. Oh, really? No, never. Not not even the briefest mention of, like, puberty or anything like that. Well, it was against the archdiocese. Nothing. So that's why they gave us family life. No, they didn't give us anything. It's against the archdiocese to talk about puberty? At that point, yeah. I don't know if it's changed at all. But I remember them saying, like, it's against the archdiocese. What the fuck? That's why I thought I was dying when I got my period. Because no one told me what a period was. <laughs> what a time. Anyway. <laughs> back to the story. Um, so we learned that Bling made it into the Grand Slam finals. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Roxy showed up at Cyrus's house for a walk and talk. Yeah, uh, Dad just lets him go lets him go with Roxy, so I guess he's not as grounded anymore. Uh, yeah, he can't go to the rap club, but y- he can go off frolicking with a girl. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so um, they go to the record store together. Yeah, well, Roxy is like, you know, Chris writes these amazing love songs, but when we're together, he's somebody else. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Yeah. Um, she's like, we don't connect like we do, Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. So they walk into the record store, and Roxy picks up this old record, and they listen to it, and they're like, oh, like, it's so good, it's, like, old school, and Chris is, or Cyrus is like, you should, like, record something like that, like, it's really good, you have the vocals, you can do it, and <clears throat> he's like, you need to, like, show the world who you really are, and she's like, you need to take your own advice, like, Mr. Lip Singing by myself in the dark. Yeah. Also, they're about to kiss. And then Roxy's like, oh, I have to go because Chris is taking me to the jazz museum. Which, oh my god, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back for Cyrus. Because, if you remember at the beginning, Cyrus was like, I just want a girl who I can take to the jazz museum. Literally. (laughs) 
Um, so Cyrus goes straight to the club and approaches Chris, and he's like, how could, like, one, you stole my identity, two, like, now you're taking her to the jazz museum, you don't have an original bone in your body. Also, you don't even like her. And three, you're messing with her, like, you don't like her, and she doesn't deserve to be treated this way. Chris just, like, blows all of this off. He calls Cyrus a hater and a punk. He's like, you're just jealous, man. But he's also like, you're scared of bling. You're the greatest rapper I know, and you're too afraid to, like, show anyone. Yeah, so they start fighting. Like, and, physically fighting. Yeah, like, the crowd starts to gather. Levi comes and breaks it up, and he's like, you guys need to, like, go home and cool off. And Cyrus is like, I am not helping you at the Grand Slam tomorrow. Like, have fun trying to rap on your own. Yeah. So at home, Cyrus tells Mom the truth about everything that happened. But Cyrus is like... I don't want Chris to be humiliated. Like, I'm mad at him, but, like, he's gonna get, he's, like, gonna be tortured for this for his entire life if he goes up there by himself. Yeah, so he knows that he has to help Chris. Yeah, so Cyrus is about to leave the next day, and Dad is like, hey, by the way, I read your lyrics, and I really enjoyed them. Like, I might have been wrong about the entire, like, the rap genre as a whole. Like, I've only seen what I've seen on TV, which is just bitches and money and drugs. He's like, your lyrics uh, are all about, like, caring and, um... Like, doing good things, good Christian values, and I shouldn't assume that all rap music was the same. And he officially apologizes. And his parents are like, by the way, we're going to Grand Slam tonight. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so at Grand Slam, getting ready, Roxy tries on this ridiculous outfit. It's trying to look like Lady Gaga of the times, but it's just stupid. And she's like, I'm not wearing this, Lila. Lila's mad because she's like, no, you have to, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, no, I'm going to be myself and that's going to be good enough or else I don't need to be a star. Uh, Cyrus shows up for Chris and Chris starts apologizing. He's like, I was jealous of you because you won. You were a really good rapper. Um, and they, like, make up. And Chris that's, is like, I was jealous of you, because, like, you have so much confidence. Yeah. But that's whenever Bling comes out, trying to, like, shit on them yet again. Oh, Chris is also like, you know, like, you deserve to be with Roxy. Like, you guys work together much better than we ever did. Yeah. And that's when Bling comes, and he's just shitting on them again. Uh, Cyrus is ready to start a fucking <laughs> fist fight, and Chris just holds him back, and he's like, it's fine, it's not worth it. Yeah, so Grand Slam begins, Mom, Dad, and Lila, or Levi, <laughs> Levi are in the audience, um, the two finalists are Revelation versus Bling. Um, uh, Cyrus goes to tell Roxy the truth, but he sees her in, like, her normal clothes, not in, like, fucking looking like a pop star clothes from 2012. By normal clothes, it's, like, a dress from Charlotte Russe. <laughs> well, it's, like, only a little above the knee, so, you yeah. know, it's more classy. And she's got on a cardigan. Yeah, and so he's like, I like your new look. You look like yourself. Uh, yeah. So Roxy has to go perform before uh, Cyrus can tell her the truth. Yeah, so the host, he's like, everyone, like, before we get to this battle, please welcome to the stage Roxy and Truth. So Roxy starts on stage performing Me and You. Yeah, this is the duet that Cyrus was working on earlier. Yeah, and she's like, everyone, like, please help me welcome to the stage Truth. So, but then Cyrus comes up on stage and he starts rapping. And I feel like he's freestyling because he basically explains the entire situation in his rap. Well, whenever he was talking about the song, the duet, he's like, I think that it should be, like, a conversation. Like, it should be, like, we're actually talking back and forth. Yeah, so, but, like, I, f- I feel like that's a part of it. But also, he's like, I did this because I was insecure, and Chris did, like, that wouldn't be, like, in the, re- in the regular song. And then, like, um, before she goes to the chorus again, he goes, like, Roxy, I'm sorry. So I feel like, I'm sure there were, like, elements of it. I feel like he definitely, like, freestyled over it. Um, because, like, her part of the song is also, like, were you guys just playing me? Uh, why did you do this? Like, I'm so hurt. I'm so upset. Um, and, yeah, Cyrus is basically, like, pleading through the rap. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just really liked you. I was so scared to be myself. Um, Roxy's uh, angry, so she leaves the stage, and Cyrus and Chris follow her into her dressing room. 
whenever they get to her, Roxy slaps Cyrus. Yeah, and she's like, fuck you, I don't want your apology, and she walks away. Cyrus, like, keeps apologizing. He's like, I thought you wouldn't like me because Chris is more attractive than me. My bro, more attractive than me. And, no homo. Yeah, and Roxy's just like, I just wanted the honest, like, real person, and you couldn't be that, so and neither, stay away. Yeah, neither yeah. of you could be that. And she's like, so stay away from me, and she leaves. And the, the stagehand is like, Roxy, like, it's time to present the trophy to the winner, but she's like, no, like, I'm not gonna do it, like, give it to truth, it's his night. Yeah. So, so Cyrus has to bring the trophy to Bling. Somehow Bling won this rap battle. We don't hearing, see it. Which hearing Revelation earlier in the street battle, yeah. he absolutely would not have beat Revelation, but, but whatever. It was, it was from audience applause, and they said that Revelation was from Baton Rouge, and Bling was yeah. a hometown boy, so that's probably a part of it. That is bad. Well. Well. Um, yeah, Bling wins, so Cyrus goes on stage to present the trophy, and Bling, like, immediately starts insulting him. So Cyrus is like, okay, like, you want to go. I am ready. I will rap you, and I will rap battle you, and I will beat you. Yeah, um, and so the MC is just like, yeah, that's fine. Let's do another rap battle. Yeah. Um, Cyrus's parents are cheering him on in the crowd, and they go, like, back and forth. It's really good. Love a good rap battle. Um, Cyrus, in his rap, reveals that Bling drives a cab, and... To make money. So everything that he raps about, like, all this money, like, all this life of glamour, he's like, you're a poser, you're a phony, like, and then he ends with, I might be a busboy, but you just got served. Nice. Yep. Um, and so the host just, like, takes the trophy from Blaine, and he's like, serious man. Yeah. Roxy was in the crowd, and whenever Cyrus looks at her, she walks away, she's still upset. Yeah, so later, Roxy's getting into her limo, and Chris runs to catch her before she leaves, and she's like, hey, I'm the one who made Cyrus lie for me. Like, I wanted to impress you. I was insecure. Like, all this stuff. Like, like, he did the good thing. I told him I liked you. And he backed off because he's a good friend and a good person. Yeah. So, at church, Chris shows up. Um, and they're like, hey, like, we haven't seen you in a while. It's good to see you. And then the limo and Roxy shows up, too. And they're all like, oh, my God, Roxy, we're glad you're back. So, again, sorry for slut-shaming you last <laughs> Sunday. Um, so then... Uh, Cyrus and Roxy perform Let It Shine at Church. And this it's a little light of mine. It's really fun. With the choir. Cyrus is rapping. Roxy is going off. It's very fun. Um, Chris is dancing in the aisle. Lila's there, too. Lila's at church. For some reason. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yep. It's that's a great it. time. This little light of mine. <laughs> the end. The end. Yeah. Well, okay, the whole reason I said that I was surprised this aired on Disney Channel in 2012 was because, like, it's very obviously, like, a Christian movie. It's about religion. I mean, they yeah. never, like... It has religion. But it... I mean, they never outright say, like, oh, being a Christian is good or something. Yeah, but... well, and Cyrus and Roxy and... Like, the only person who, who really is, like, oh, God is here is the pastor... It's never, Cyrus is never like, oh, I was led astray, but God, f let me find my way back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just still a little surprised that, but it, it's definitely more of, like, the cultural yeah. sense of yeah, religion, yeah, yeah, yeah. not, like, the religious sense yeah. of religion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I said, this was based on a play uh, called Cyrano de Bergerac from 1897. Um, fun fact, this play is where the word panache originated. Because Cyrus has panache. I don't know what panache is. Like, spunk. Mm. <laughs> um, it was written in rhyming couplets of 12 syllables per line, the entire play, like, written in verse. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, ba like, the basic thing is this, there's this soldier, Cyrano, who's, like, gifted with many talents, 
He can do so many things. He's a poet and an artist, but he has a big nose. And so he's very ugly because of his big nose. Oh, and that yeah. prevents him from expressing his true love for Roxanne, his distant cousin. Uh, yeah, the Steve Martin movie. <laughs> yes! Um, Roxanne's boyfriend, Christian, is gonna join Cyrano in the war and ask, uh, she asks, uh, Cyrano, she's like, listen, my man's is an idiot, can you please protect him? <laughs> um, so, Cyrus, I'm gonna call him Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus is, like, start, like, writes this love letter to Roxanne for Christian, and Roxanne is like, oh, I've fallen in love with your words, Christian. Like, even if you were the ugliest person in the world, I would still love you for your words. And Cyrus is like, oh, but it's me. I am the ugliest person in the world because of my big nose. Um, <laughs> A star is born. <laughs> hey! <laughs> that was the letter. That was it. Hey! <laughs> was, hey. Big nose. <laughs> Just look at it. Look at you. Also, Lady Gaga doesn't have a big nose. <laughs> she was bullied for her nose, I think. It I think she talked about it that. It doesn't look very big to me. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure, like, one person one time told her, like, made fun of her nose, and it stuck with her forever. I'm it sorry, happens. Gaga. I'm sorry, Gaga. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> um, so Christian dies in the war, and Cyrus never tells Roxanne that he loves her because he doesn't want to ruin her, because per- he's a good friend. He doesn't want to ruin her perception of her husband. But, um, like, 15 years later, Roxanne, like, realizes that he was the writer of the love letters, and she's like, I love you, but then he dies. Tragic. Um, yeah, so there's a a movie from 1987, Roxanne, starring Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah. It's like him in the moonlight. I've seen that cover at Blockbuster so many times (laughs) as a kid. Um, there is a Canadian rom-com called Hashtag Roxy. That I kind of wish was available somewhere. <laughs> um, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Is like loosely based on. I was gonna say yeah. I've seen something recently yeah. that has that plot. Got and it. the half of it, that movie that I hated. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why it sounded so familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's definitely like one of those like classic story like Romeo and Juliet or whatever that's like reused. Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. <laughs> yeah, that's like reused. Like you can tell the where the it's also just like. Like, I feel like a lot of things probably, like, match the same plot without even trying. Yeah. They weren't like, this is based on, it just, like, happens to be. So yeah. I feel like I've seen this so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you write, how many songs did you have? Um, oh, I have to look. I didn't write it down, but I have it on my phone. I think I had ten. I have nine. <laughs> no, I had twelve. Oh, <laughs> I only have nine. <laughs> well, I have some extra th- songs thrown in here, so. Okay. Well, you can start with twelve. <laughs> Number 12, I have Good to Be Home. Oh. <laughs> that was my number one. <laughs> well, what do you have at, at whatever number? Number nine is You Belong to Me. Number 11, I have What I Said. Uh, number eight, I have Don't Run Away. Number 10, I have You Belong to Me. Number seven, I have What I Said. Number nine, I have Moment of Truth. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, I think I guess I missed that one. I don't have that one on here. Number six, I have Guardian Angel. I don't remember how that one goes. Number eight, I have Me and You. Uh, number five, I have Tonight's the Night. Number seven, I have Tonight's the Night. Number four, I have Me and You. Number six, I have Let It Shine. Number three, I just, I call it This Little Light of Mine. Is that what it's officially called, Let it's, It Shine? Yeah, the movie's oh. called Let It Shine. <laughs> I just always call it This Little Light of Mine. Uh, number Do people, I have a question. Do people who, like, didn't grow up religious, do you, like, how... Do you also just, like, know that song your entire life? 
I feel like they, it's a common song, whether you're religious or not, but, like, I don't remember ever learning it. I just know it. I feel like they probably do. Whenever we would have, like, technical difficulties, like, at church, or technical difficulties at church, like, if something would go wrong at church or, like, during the spring concert, if something would go wrong, the audience would just start singing this little light of mine. Ew. <laughs> what the hell? That's what happened at my school. Okay. Uh, number five, I have Around the Block. I don't have that one. I don't know what that one is. Um, I think that was the one of them rapping on the street. I'm not sure. Oh, those had titles? I didn't know. <laughs> um, number two, I have Joyful Noise. Number four, I have Joyful Noise. Oh, wait, that's three. Okay, whatever. Three, I have Joyful Noise. Number one, I have Good to Be Home. Two, I have Don't Run Away. And number one, I have Guardian Angel. Nice. So, um, I miscounted. I was one off. I, I numbered it, but then it skipped three. So, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. You heard my order. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, we don't, we these, don't know the songs well enough to get. Yeah, these are not official rankings. rankings. I've heard these songs once in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also hard to rank them in the same way you would any other musical because it's rap. And yeah, it's not I don't Hamilton. know what's considered an official part of the musical. Right. Yeah. How did you rate and rank this? I gave this a four out of five. I was delightfully surprised, um, and I put it at number twenty-six below a two double hockey sticks and above Minutemen. Yeah, I give this a three and a half out of five. Again, I was also impressed. I mean, it was a musical, so it's hard to do a bad musical, yeah. even for Disney. <laughs> um, I put it at number 25, Camp Rock 2 is above it, and Princess Protection Program is below it. Nice. Uh, next week, we have Girl vs. Monster. What the fuck is that? I don't, I do not know a single <laughs> thing about this decom. <laughs> Great. No idea. I have no idea who's in it. This will be fun. I don't know. Bye. Sorry in advance.